0: Nicola Everett
1: hello hope you're okay on Wednesday May the 4th thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast and our top story today is that a prison guard who was armed with what's been described as a rapist's toolkit has been found guilty of attacking a prostitute at an Airbnb in Folkestone a court was told how Richard scafe was carrying an imitation handgun bayonet pierced condom expired HMP ID badge and gaffer tape when he was arrested at Kent online you can see video of the moment he was detained. And Ish joins me now with more on this one. Ish, when did it happen?
0: Well, the 46-year-old had turned up at the property last November and the victim has described him as smelling of alcohol at the time. She told police he locked the door and grabbed her by the throat before pulling out the gun. She went on to describe how she feared for her life and thought it would be her last day. Despite his rage, she managed to talk to him calmly while plotting how to escape. She eventually managed to alert the landlord and convince Skaife to leave as another customer was waiting outside.
1: And can you tell us a bit more about what police found when he was arrested?
0: Well, he was picked up on Tontine Street an hour after leaving the Airbnb. Officers then went on to discover six machetes, 14 lock knives, a samurai sword, eight ball bearing pistols and air rifles at his home. Scave, who's from Camden Crescent, had denied doing anything wrong and even tried to claim the weapons were all for legitimate purposes. But a jury found him guilty of two counts of rape. He was remanded in custody and will be sentenced on July 29th.
1: Ish, thanks ever so much. Kent Online News. Next today, and a couple whose baby died after choking on food at a Kent nursery have condemned a proposed relaxation of rules on the ratio of staff to children within care settings. Now, Boris Johnson's reporting considering allowing nurseries to take in more youngsters without employing extra staff as a way to cut the cost of childcare. Oliver Steeper passed away in hospital six days after struggling to breathe at Jellybean's Day Nursery in Kings North last September. His parents, Zoe and Lewis, have set up a petition against the move and have been speaking to Lucy. Didn't really believe it was happening, did we?
2: No, I was two, I was two hours away. Um, so I had the frantic dash to get back. Um, you know, when when they when someone phones you and says they're doing CPR on your son, especially you know when he was our first and our only child, I literally had to drop everything and, and drive back as quick as I could. And um, you know, fortunately, never really got to say goodbye because he he never woke up from the point of of passing out. So. Um, yeah it's terrible and it's an experience I certainly wouldn't wish upon anyone
1: what was Oliver like as as a baby and as a child
3: perfect fluffy head like his hair was constantly spiky um laughed at everything laughed at like the trees and birds he used to watch the
2: birds fly over yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, he was an absolute delight you know from 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 first time parents we didn't know what to expect. You read everything online about, you know, parents having nightmare chi- children, not sleeping and whatever. And he was an absolute delight. I couldn't have asked for anything nicer, you know, it just yeah,
1: super chilled. You don't want what happened to Oliver to happen to any other child. Um, but you, you are a bit concerned about some potential plans from from the government. Can you just just tell me a bit about that?
3: The reason why we set up the petition is just because we just think that adding more children to the numbers that an adult can be responsible for just seems to be a recipe for disaster, isn't
2: it? Completely, yeah. Um, I, when, when we read that article, it made me so angry, um, you know, because we've we've lost Oliver in, in a childcare setting. Um, and if the numbers are, are even more you know, diluted, it puts more children at risk, you know, and that's, we want, we want to use Oliver's legacy to go forward um, and use his name to protect other children. You know, that's why we started the petition. Um, you know, we, we, we feel like we, because we've been through what we've been through, we've got a duty now, almost to get the word out to stop this horrific train of thought by the Prime Minister. Um, It's not even just about the risks, you know,
3: putting that to one side. It's, you know, it's the mental health of the workers, like the carers, uh, childminders, nursery staff, all of those people, like it's their mental health adding, you know, stress and more responsibility when they're already overstretched um And kind of about the quality of care as well. You know, the best will in the world, that someone's not going to be able to give more children the kind of care that they would love to in in terms of like early education, that kind of thing. So, if, so
2: it, it's all di- 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 you know when your child is in these settings. You know that when we can't help them develop, you know, with with things such you know playing and eating mm-hmm. and you know they then their staff are then helping your child develop. Yeah. And if the numbers are increased, I don't see how that bent, it is a safe and how it helps the child develop because, you know, if it goes to five children, to one adult, their attention span across those five children just becomes so much less, you know, uh, and I don't see how that's safe at
1: all. So far nearly 10,000 people have backed their campaign. A police investigation into the circumstances of Oliver's death remains ongoing. A woman's been found guilty of attacking her friend with a knife at a birthday party in Herne Bay. The victim was slashed six times after a row broke out over money at a house on Sunnyhill Road in August 2020. 38-year-old Gemma Sparks, who now lives in London, tried to claim self-defence but was convicted of wounding with intent and she'll be sentenced next month. An 18-year-old motorcyclist from Gravesend has died in hospital following a suspected hit and run. The bike he was riding collided with a car on Court Road in Orpington on Sunday evening. A woman was arrested on suspicion of failing to stop and failing to provide a breath sample. She's since been released under investigation. The brother of an elderly sitting-born woman who had £12,000 stolen by her carer says justice hasn't been served following her lenient punishment. Gemma Day Took money from the bank account of a couple she was supposed to be looking after. The 30 year old from Victoria Street in Sheerness avoided an immediate prison sentence and was ordered to pay back just £1.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships
1: in Canterbury and Maidstone. Now, senior judges are today reviewing the sentence of the Kent man who kidnapped and murdered Sarah Everard. The 33-year-old was kidnapped from the streets of London in March last year, and her body was later found in Woodland near Ashford. Former Met Police officer Wayne Cousins from Deal will have his appeal heard along with four other killers. Joshua Rosenberg is a legal expert and has more details.
4: Normally, a court which passes a life sentence for murder has to set a minimum term before the offender is considered for release on licence. In the most basic cases, that can be 15 years, perhaps even less. Uh, if there are two people killed or various weapons are used, it can be 30 years. The most serious case is 40 years. And in some cases, uh, the court doesn't uh, set a minimum term, which means that the offender knows that he or she will never be released. And there are about 60 of those cases at the moment. The question really is, are there too many? Are the courts handing out these whole life terms too readily? Certainly the government has just uh, passed legislation which says that the whole life order should be the starting point for the murder of a child involving substantial premeditation or planning. As I say, the attorney general is referring uh, cases uh, the uh, case of Emma Tustin, for example, who was given a minimum of 29 years for the murder of six-year-old Arthur Labino Hughes, uh, she's referring that case to the Court of Appeal. Uh, it's really for the Court of Appeal to decide whether whole life sentences are being handed out too readily. Wayne Cousins, for example, the former police officer who kidnapped, raped and murdered Sarah Everard, uh, his case doesn't come within the guidelines laid down by Parliament, but the trial judge thought that because he's, he'd abused his position as a police officer, he should get a whole life tariff. It gives the court the chance to decide whether we've got sentencing right or whether there needs to be some slight uh, adjustment, some guidance to the courts, whether too many people perhaps are getting whole life sentences when it would be just as effective to sentence them to a minimum of 30 years, 40 years, even 50 years. If you sentence them to life, of course, You could say they've got no incentive uh, to behave in prison, nothing even to stop them murdering a fellow prisoner or even a prison officer. So it's just a question of whether the courts need to look at this more carefully and and perhaps think again.
1: We will, of course, keep you updated on the outcome of that review. Another 149 people have arrived in Kent after making the dangerous journey across the Channel in small boats. It takes the total since Sunday to nearly 700, with overall figures much higher than at the same time last year. The government, as you've heard on previous podcasts, is planning to tackle it by sending some asylum seekers to Rwanda, although the policy is facing criticism and ongoing legal challenges. Downing Street has also said today that flights may not take place for months. A Maidstone drug dealer has been jailed for 12 years after police cracked an encrypted mobile phone platform. Criminals used it to direct couriers buying and supplying cocaine, heroin, ketamine and cannabis. where well, detectives managed to link them messages to 42-year-old Mark Dinage, who was arrested at his home in Leslie Place last September. Meantime, a Kent man who smuggled a potentially deadly drug into the UK has been jailed for three years. 34-year-old Daniel Farrier from Ramsgate was arrested in May 2018 after police linked him to a package from China. It contained fentanyl, which is known to be 100 times more potent than morphine and 50 times more than heroin. Kent Online reports. A Kent man has posted heartbreaking video online, revealing he's been diagnosed with motor neurone disease at the age of just 35. Sam Hayden Harler lives near Swanley and has been undergoing tests after noticing changes to his strength last year. Well, the dad, who married his partner James in 2016, says he felt his life was over, but is now determined to raise awareness. Here's part of that video that he posted on his YouTube channel.
5: Last year I started noticing that, um, Parts of my body were weaker. Um, they didn't feel normal. I felt like I had less strength. Um, and it's been, This has been a long time, um, kind of coming, but something happened around Christmas, um, which kind of sparked something. And I've I've kind of not been the same. Um, and then I've. I've been under undergone various investigations and tests um, and sadly I have to let people know that I've recently been diagnosed with motor neurones disease it's a progressive disease um, and I've noticed the changes in me but it's uh, Initially it's one of those that's very hidden. You you wouldn't look at me and think um that anything was going on. Um but yeah, you know, I've recently had it um diagnosed. Um All I can say is is that I start living from now. Uh, I've already said to my team um, the health people behind it—I I don't want to know—kind of prognosis, etc. Um, but like, I have to start. I've obviously live, lived my life, but I'm—I'm I'm already putting together my bucket list because it is so rare. Even the neurologist said, for someone my age, it, it is rare. There are people out there, but younger than me. Um, and it's usually on set later in life um, and I'm going to do my absolute hardest to raise money for MND because it's so underfunded and the research around it and the things that can help and treatments obviously it's not curable um, there's just things in place they can do to slow it down I apologise if this triggers anybody or upsets people but it's kind of the easiest way that I know in which to tell tell others and it's out there I don't have to worry about that anymore not that I would worry anyway um, but I know quite, well, so many people and I just want people to know that that's the reality sometimes of some people's life.
1: Well the profile of this disease has been increased in recent years after rugby players Doddy Weir and Rob Burrow were both diagnosed. The Department of Health says it's committed to spending at least £50 million to help find a cure. We've also got a link to the fundraising page that Sam has set up within the story at Kent Online. It's been confirmed today Operation Brock will remain in place on the M20 for at least another week. The Kent Resilience Forum has described it as a precaution to manage freight traffic heading to Towards the Channel crossing. P&O ferries have now resumed passenger services on the spirit of Britain, but the Pride of Kent failed another safety inspection yesterday. It's a year since a huge explosion destroyed several homes in Ashford and left seven people injured. The blast happened on Mill View in the Willsborough part of town just before eight in the morning and was caused by a leaky portable gas heater. Well, four homes had to be demolished and the site remains cordoned off today. Work is underway though to find an architect so those properties can be rebuilt. You can read our special report by heading to Kent Online. A Kent man has saved the lives of two women and a six-week-old baby who became trapped in flats when a trolley full of rubbish was set alight in Sheerness. Heat from the blaze had started to melt a gas meter on the wall of the building on the High Street on Saturday. Steve Shepherd had to be checked over by firefighters and says his shoes had melted. An investigation into the suspected arson is now underway. There are plans to crackdown on ugly shop fronts in Canterbury bosses say a number of stores have got away with using non-traditional materials and oversized signage which harms the city's rich heritage they're investing up to 200,000 pounds in more enforcement staff and lawyers to make sure conservation guidelines are followed and finally today there could be a heatwave in Kent later this month the met office reckons temperatures could reach 23 degrees in the middle of may april was also warmer and drier than usual
5: Kent online Sports.
1: Starting off with tennis and Kent's Emma Raducanu is out of the Madrid Open. She lost in the third round to Ukrainian Annalina Kalanina. The 19-year-old US Open champion from Bromley will be back in the UK to pick up her MBE at Buckingham Palace today. And in football Steve McKim has spoken of his shock after being sacked as Tunbridge manager. It came just 24 hours after Angels secured their safety in National League South with a 2-0 win over Eastbourne. He'd been in charge since 2014 and led the to promotion three years ago. We're told Academy manager Tom Parkinson will take charge of the final game of the season. Tunbridge Angels fans, you can let us know what you think by heading to the sports pages of Kent Online to leave your thoughts. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. You need to subscribe to do it. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe.